Hey guys, I'm Chris. And I'm Mike. And welcome back to this week's No Limits, the Scott Harpath Podcast. What's new this week, Mike? Hey, I'm excited to finally, finally record our first half breakdown of the Scott Harvath series by Brad Thor. Now, Chris, a little backstory, a peek behind the curtain for the listeners. <laughs> you and I sat down last week, first week of the new year, ready to kick this thing off. We hit record. And I was like, wait a minute. I don't even know what happened in half these books. Can we go over them for a quick second? And And in the recording, I said, can we do a 10-second recap of each book? Oh, I'm thinking yeah. two minutes max, 10 seconds, each book, bang this out, quick review, then we get going. Chris, would you like to tell the people what happened that evening? We proceeded to like, essentially recap notes for two hours, pretty much, <laughs> and the whole time recording, uh, where you're just like, you're writing down lines, switz, skiing, Park City, like just, like these little notes. And then we kind of, we we did go over everything. And then we would, we would go off on tangents and be like, oh, remember this, remember that, remember that. Yeah. It was actually very fruitful. And I think, you know, this takes me, we've gotten so, I don't want to say lax, but we've gotten so good with the podcast being a little less rigid, structured in terms of, right. you know, we used to type out a lot. Remember the, those I, notes? Like, I, like, the I, used, pod I notes? used to top out like a lot of The research notes. went deep. Yeah. And, you know, I, was it necessary? No, but I guess it, it taught us how to become better podcasters. And now we're in a groove where we can read a novel, you know, whether it's the first half, second half, we kind of, we kind of like know what exactly we're going to talk about. Yep. We have a formula, I think. Yeah. Like our segments. We kind of have segments now with the scorecard judge a book by the cover limerick time you know i feel like we, we have a little bit of a flow yeah yeah so it's as we've gotten more into a groove per se we haven't had a pod like this where we've had to uh, obviously like our interviews we you know we jot down like questions we want to answer like do, sure. do some research there but for any given book besides like writing down some key scenes we want to talk and make sure we hit or you know anything from the book that we we I definitely want to bring up, you know, I don't normally write down like a couple questions I want to ask you. We haven't had a pod like this where it required a, a lot. So we kind of just sat down like, oh yeah, we can do this. We, we just read all these books. And I was like, what uh, happens in State of the Union or First <laughs> Commandment? And how is that different than what happens in Foreign Influence? <laughs> and we were like, yeah, this will be a bad pod if we just go. So let's just take time. We sat down, we talked about it, you know, we wrote out some notes. And so I think we got a pretty nice pod here for you. Yeah. And we do have the recording of that banter, and it, it made for some pretty entertaining content for our patrons. We made that a, a patron-only episode, so uh, I think they'll. You know, Mark listened to the entire thing. Right? I bet he did. I bet he did. I was like, guys, listen to this on two speed. Half of it is just junk, but halfway through, it got hysterical. <laughs> I've already called Gretchen Casey Gretchen Wilson in the past. Well, this time we called Holland, his old Secret Service buddy, Tom Holland. Oh, yeah, <laughs> he didn't even realize for a little while. Well, uh, someone picked up that we, we uh, one of the pods, we called it the last apostle. That's right. <laughs> that was funny, the last apostle. Yeah, apparently, both uh, Daryl and, and Mark were cracking up hearing us talk about the last apostle. They so. both picked up on it, and, and we had no idea we even said it. <laughs> we were tough. And what's funny is that we both li really liked the apostle. So, like, we yeah. should have known 
that's the last Patriot we were talking about, the book that we did, you know, didn't quite love. And obviously we're going to get to our rankings later on, but yeah, I wonder how many times we said things like that. Well, we always mess up Scott and Brad. That that is ubiquitous. That is Oh, wrong. yeah, people should just know. It, I mean, they're both three letter four letter <laughs> names, you know, and they're We've done that a million times. Brad right, should a, be so honored. Here's another one. It goes back to Mitch Rap Pod, but one of my buddies I grew up with, high school buddy, close friend. He started getting into the Vince Flynn books here and there a little bit, but he just uh, read American Assassin. And he's like, should I watch the movie? I was like, no, not at all. They fucked it up, blah, blah, blah. You know, we went down that rabbit hole. And then he goes, oh, there was one episode of your podcast where Mitch Rapp told somebody to just call him Max Powers. And apparently you and I on that podcast were like, Max Powers. That sounds familiar. I know Mitch is using that from something, but we didn't know the reference. Well, what is this? Three years later, my buddy texts me that he listened to that episode Max Powers was what Homer Simpson changed his name to in that one episode. <laughs> no way. Yes. And he's like, maybe it sounds familiar because of that Simpsons episode. So that wow, is a that's deep funny. cut Vince Flynn humor that Mitch Rapp dropped the Simpsons joke in one of the books. Wow. Wow. So shout out to Dawson with that one. Pow yeah, Dawson. no, the, the, the Patriots, they, they, they keep us. Keep us on our toes, you know? They really do. They really do. Deep cut right there. Deep cut. Homer to the max was the episode in The Simpsons. <laughs> so should we get into it? Scott's yeah. first 11 books, right? Yeah. And after all that planning, all that banter, I still am confusing these books. So Chris, you got you to gotta help me out here a little bit. You helped me the other night. I'm going to need that help again. But I tried my best. And this delay here gave me some time to think about a limerick. 11 books written by Thor. Oh, let's keep going for sure. From lions to list. With many a tryst. Adventures with Scott. Please more. Boom, lions baby. to list. You know, blacklist. That's halfway through. Ah, there you go. Oh, I like that. I like with many impressive. a tryst. We're going to talk about Scott and his ladies. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So uh, kind of building this off of how we did... We did two of these for um, the Mitra pod again, halfway and at the end we had superlatives. So just to give you an example of what we, we did for Vince Lynn, we had best villain, best action scene, best kill, best plot, best title, best cover, you know, that kind of stuff for Brad. Obviously there's some of those I definitely want to talk to you about like best kill. Like there's not like, is, is it bad of me to say like, there's, there's not like a lot of, distinctive kills that I can remember. Yeah. You know, I, I think you're right about that. It's strange that it's hard to come up with that one after he's killed so many times, but, 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 but Scott kills a lot of people, you know, he, it's he like, does, but it's not glorified or it's not written on the page. Like a, that was a badass kill. One, two punch. Got him. It's like, I killed because I had to, and let's keep sure. moving. Cause there's still yeah. a bomb to defuse. Or there's still a, a a population to save, you know. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. almost move through the kills as the means to the end, you know. It like he has to do the job. He's just getting his hands dirty. So yeah, I, yeah. There is something that's funny about trying to do that one. I bet people are screaming out of their mind. I know. How is so it the, not that one? And the only thing. Influence? The only thing that I could really think of was there's a couple different like torture tactics that would fill that, and then there's. So the sure. the one with the 
the beetle or the scarab that he puts in the guy's ear at the very end when it, like the first book where we meet the troll that one and then also the pepper spray up like there's multiple times where pepper spray comes into play with a penis and so (laughs) (laughs) said like a true doctor of the podcast (laughs) so for best kill i'm gonna give it to that but i to kick it off i think we just gotta go we we gotta go chalk and we gotta we gotta talk about the best villain yes 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 i do have a kill though that comes to mind okay and maybe a bit of an obscure one sure I'm not exactly sh- sure why this sticks out, but there's that one where he uses the boat. Is this? It's at Meg's wedding, Meg Cassidy's wedding, and something was the, the action was building so heavily and he rams the boat, like he takes oh. the speed cigarette boat and rams yes, this other one. one. It's about to go into the yacht where the whole wedding party is celebrating and he intercepts it. But one of the coolest things is like that wasn't the kill. He then has to swim under the dock to find the guy who's like barely hanging on. And he uses his seal like be one with the water mentality to sneak up on this guy who's already dying out essentially. But he finishes him from in the water. Yeah, we get first this commandment you're talking about. Yeah. First commandment. Yeah, dude. First commandment was jam packed. I know that was one of the things we like kind of. Or, you know, and one one of the segments I want to do is like best traveling heavy. And we're not going to go over sure. every single book, but I think no. we should we should highlight some of our favorite. Maybe maybe most of these are just highlighting like some of our favorite traveling heavy books by talking about like all the places we go and, and different mm-hmm. ones. But yeah, like when we were discussing First Commandment, it was amazing. All the places we go, everything that happens. And then in the end, we get like, you know, this shock reveal that, Ari Shone is is the big bad villain of that right. one. So, yeah. so that book, just to stay on it a quick second, for me, that's a kill that stands out. Is it Scott's best? I don't know, but the way it's written and the sequence goes down and the fact that it's bringing in Meg, who is a character from you know a number of books back, I think mm-hmm. Claudia Mueller is brought back in and she gives some tip or information that helps them. And then we're also getting in that book the Ari Shone storyline, which – started i think with path of the assassin or was somehow yep. related to adara and abu nadal and there were these dangling threads that didn't sit right with us after path we th- thought it was a bit strange yet when we read that book what four books later mm-hmm. two three four four books later we so many pieces fit into place that book was like a puzzle talking yeah. amalgam it was like it was an amalgam of everything so far in his first six books Yet, I would never pin First Commandment as one of the top Brad Thor books off the top of my head. Like, it took that intellectual us going back and forth, chewing on that book to be like, wow, Tracy was in the hospital. So, we thought that was a sure thing, their relationship. And now, after takedown, right, and the cliffhanger of her getting sniped, that changes. We meet Tim Finney, the Sargasso boys in Valhalla, souping up his car. It's the first time Scott and Nicholas interact in the chat room, right? Right, right. And then they meet up in Brazil at his island, and basically they have to save each other. They don't even know if they could trust one another, but they have to save one another. I think there's a cooking scene, of course, which becomes signature of the troll. DCI Vale in Congressional Country Club in the sauna. I remember that that was cool. 
how Scott snuck in there. We got the guy Juba released from Gitmo. Now he's right, involved. There's there's the whole Gitmo like stuff, and then and not to mention Rick Morell, the Omega team, Kate Palmer, Carolyn Leonard. Those were all his old Secret Service buddies. They come back into it. His mom is attacked. Remember the ten plagues that Ari right. Schoen released. Yep. All of that is happening in one book, plus that kill at the end, that that boat scene in I think it was was it Lake Geneva? I think they were on. Yeah. They're at that the president's because uh, that's the president's like house, right? Right, right, right. He has a, he has a house there. I just thought, oh my goodness, this is unreal. What's going on? Yeah. In First commandment. Yeah. Now that you're saying that, the ending often has like some pretty cool kills. So like, what True. sticks out to me, like the apostle, like coming down that mountain. Oh yeah. Or tracking the the terrorist and the Russian. Like, that that was a pretty cool kill. It's speaking of the apostle, he, he at one point in that convoy, that race to the end scene, he like sneaks out or sneaks up on this like Jeep and like tosses two grenades like right, right there and then right. backs up. And so like you can't pick one kill. But if you talk that whole action sequence in the apostle and they're calling in for the air support as well, like those are a lot of kills, but that would be up there for some of his best. Right. And then I think back to like both full black and blacklist and it's funny that like these books are back to back and we've covered them like months apart because just because we had a, a long break with covering other things but now that i i look at them and that they're close together it's it's kind of funny how you have both this james standing character who's the main villain in that one mm -hmm. and then you have the craig middleton character in blacklist both of these like asshole you know i guess middleton's not necessarily rich but um you know how influential like, Power influential guys who in the end Scott has to come in and you know in the one he gets Middleton gets killed uh and then in the other one he forces standing to to kill himself right so yeah and that happens a lot where that last yeah. chapter is Scott closing up loose ends you know tying up right loose ends and and putting the bookend on it so yeah, one doesn't stand out above another, but it happens so often that we just kind of come to love it. Uh, that happened in Rising Tiger, I think, as well. He just kind of hunted down all the bad guys at the end and yeah. just boom, mm -hmm. boom, boom, picked them all mm -hmm. off. So mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah, that happens. But since you mentioned Full Black going to Blacklist, I think that's something else we've seen through this first half of Thor. When he connects books with that cliffhanger, and chooses to open the next one right where that left off. Right. It usually means we're in for a one-two punch. Full black to blacklist. Take down to the first commandment. Well, even like foreign influence to full black with like, you know, because in foreign influence, that's where we meet the uh, the Athena team. And we meet the guy who calls him Peaches. Um, Ashford, who right. you know, he's the ally in that book. And then at right. the very end, right, we find out that he actually... You know, shoots as easily with the uh, with with the RPG, yeah. And then in in full black, he's working with Standing to you know be the terrorist, right? Yeah, yeah. And so when a villain also lasts the course of two books, we said the same with Vince Flynn, right? Yeah, it's, when it's you nice. had a villain that lasted two or more books, it, it was something special. And in this case, it wasn't always a villain, right? An ally turned villain, an old friend. Who right. turned on you? You put a little bit of that twist in there, and you've you've got the special sauce, you know, the secret sauce. 
Yeah, and I think we're, we haven't covered these books yet, but I think that's, you know, maybe eventually. Um, Spymaster. It's like when that three book arc, yeah. Spymaster to, to uh, Backlash. Backlash. That to might be near, the best to, one. To Near Dark. Like those three books, like, is that that's all one story, like wrapping everything up? It's just, yeah. it's, it's really good. That might be the best one. Spymaster to Blacklist or to Backlash when we get there. Mm hmm. Yeah, and then you mentioned it already, but like you know, Tracy getting shot at the end of Takedown, right? Bleeding right into First Commandment, right? Which allows us to bring the troll in because he was like a side character who appeared once, but now it's like Scott thinks it's him because he left the gift at the right. Door he left at the, the same dog. time as the yeah, shot. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I think right there we talked about a bunch of them. What books in that little discussion before we really get going did we kind of not mention or? We're not involved there because I think to me that indicates they probably had some side adventure that either fell flat or, or didn't stick out. I mean, we don't even need to mention blowback. Let's ignore that right now. Like State of the Union does. Oh, actually, something does stick out from State of the Union. Helmut Drager. Helmut Drager. Yeah, he's so, you know, if we want to get into villains, he's definitely on the top list of one of my of my villains. Yeah, I picked him out. You know, I guess what's interesting, you know, we're talking about all these connective tissue, but when you look at like the first three novels, like Lions is its own thing. We obviously haven't talked about Lions and maybe we should have a discussion about that, but it's, you know, it's just setting up who Scott is. And I think it's like, it's, it's a, I don't want to say perfect novel, but it's, it's near perfect novel in terms yeah. of introducing a character, engaging plot amazing buy-in you know the descriptions in that novel the setting in that novel is just yep. hands down amazing and then i think you know as we get forward he then brings back that's when we we bring back a claudia Mueller. like he quickly goes away from her in the second book but then like comes back to her later on yeah and then path of assassin his second book and i've said this before second books like tend to not up. be good Tend yeah. to not be like like we have yet to see. Oh no, that's 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 not true, because we really liked the second book from Jack Carr. That is true. That that's a great point. Yeah. It took some flack though from some people, but it, it did. It on did. this so podcast, we love on it. this podcast. It's not. But what I'm saying, like a lot of times, second books yeah. have people have problems with, and I would say Path of Assassin is one of those. But. He ends up closing that. The way I like to close that story with First Commandment, like almost elevates Path of Assassin a little bit right, because right. because it you know it did all that work to set up the the mom and then he has a son and you know yeah. it's already shown. Yeah, I yes, I agree with that completely. Uh, it's kind of a bummer. It took that long to rectify a book that we wanted to be a banger. You know, following up Lions. But I will say, Path of the Assassin. When you and I were talking. Kind of the Meg Cassidy stuff, like her introduction being this like corporate exec who her father taught her to shoot. So now all of a sudden she can save this plane from the terrorist attack. While it was cool, the buy-in wasn't there. And I'll be honest, I don't know if I ever bought into her as one of Scott's love interests either. No. No. So, so she almost fell flat in that way. But the one thing that saves the book and stands out is that helicopter scene. I don't remember yeah. why. I, for the life of me, I have no reason why they're there. Or which desert it is, I think North Africa. But the dune buggies, they're all riding these dune buggies, and the chopper has to come in to exfil them. 
it stands out to me. But the problem is it was one so long ago and two, I have no idea why or how it related to anything. Oh, he went Adara Nadal was in that camp and somebody yeah, that's talked why to her. The, and then she was the Meg Cassidy was the only one who could ID ID her ID her. So she had to go with him yeah, with the silver like, eyes, with the silver eyes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So Meg had, she to had, come. Meg had to come. Yeah, oh, yeah. and Rick Morell yeah. had to train her to get ready. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So like there's <sighs> yeah, parts okay. of that book that are good. And I thought like even like learning about a little bit of the training at the farm when they're there, like it's like I don't believe that she would just be allowed to join and be trained at the farm like this. But it's kind of cool to get a peek behind the curtain and see like what happens there. You know, I think that that's something maybe that's that Brad was interested in. Yeah, that book was just, I don't know, definitely on the lower end. Yeah. And then yeah. and then to follow that up with State of the Union, again, going like a completely different direction, right? Right. It's a different and book. Different German book. the German. Right. Berlin. We, we spent a lot of time in Europe. We have this nuke. We have I love the scenes where like because you don't really know in the beginning if Oh, I'm blank. I'm like on his name is, is, is poor planning on my part, but remember it opens up with this sleeper cell being activated. That's right. And, and, and but that's he's a mole. He, nukes. Is the suitcase news? But he is. He's actually on our side, but you don't really know if he's on our side. That's right. um, but he has to go. He wants to go get it just because it's been. He's been activated. And that he, was he needs, very intriguing. Yes, for a cold open that has nothing to do with your main character. You're just introducing some new person. That was a good one, and I completely forgot about it. And then you immediately have Doesn't Gary he contact Waller Gary? get um yeah like there's there's some sort of con uh, contact and then and then Gary gets taken right immediately right. right so like you're like what the hell happened to Gary is Gary bad like because we haven't really like we're just getting to know who Gary is right for the That's first right. two books and in the first book Gary was like was kind of an asshole to, to Scott, right? Because <laughs> Scott was like, uh, was. you know, doing his own thing. And then you, you come to realize like the, the fatherly figure, you know. Exactly. Or, you, or I guess you can kind of see like how Brad's process of writing Gary as a character and like, you know, how he sets him up. And then like, you know, you as you go through the book, you kind of see like where he wants to go with this guy. So. Dude, you're so right bringing that up. And how Gary's backstory with Helmut Drager drives the plot because Drager wants revenge for being left by Gary Lawler, you know, to right. die in that explosion. And Gary thought he killed him and, you know, he's a ghost from his past. That's good stuff. It also, what you're saying, can you trust Gary? You know, it's so early on in the series. We, as the reader don't know who he is yet. Right. Yet Scott thought he knew who he was, but kind of had a beef with him from losing his own father and Gary not fully being there and pushing Gary out. I love those dynamics early on. Makes me think of Thomas Stansfield, how right away in the second book by Vince Flynn, Mitch turn you know has to surprise Stansfield, put and literally a gun to him in his own house and like decide if he can trust him and Irene. So those good early days where you don't even know if you could trust Irene Kennedy, Thomas Stansfield, that's right. like here, we're kind of like, who is this Gary Lawler character? That's just like reading nostalgia right there, going mm -hmm. back to those moments mm -hmm. and looking at it 20 books later and knowing how you would trust all of them with your life. Like I would trust right. Gary Lawler with my life. Right. Yet back then we didn't, we didn't we know. Didn't know. That's no, we exciting. Didn't know. Brad didn't know. Brad didn't know what, where was it was going to go. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, and then I think 
I think blowback again, we're, we're not gonna really talk about blowback, but like it's it's these first four to five, you know, I think takedown we're starting to obviously when he goes from takedown to first commandment, continue voice. That, yeah, continue that story, he's kind of figuring out what he wants to do. So this these first five books are like all completely different. Like yeah. just doing something different in each different one. And then we kind of like hit a stride. You know, it's like, I want to do this. But then he jumps back to last. But every now and then Scott does these like one-offs with the last Patriot, you know, like having the the whole, I call it national treasure light um, yeah. with uh, adventure with, it, I guess it's, it's coming, it's coming back to, it's, it's a better version of what he was trying to do in blowback. It like, is. I exactly. would prefer or last Patriot than blowback. So true. But then we get the apostle, which is a, a hardcore, Boots on the ground, you know, Scott's like in Afghanistan almost the entire time. And then like the side story, we don't even like really like they, they never inter interact. Like that was that was the most interesting part of that book was like we we're reading these like two stories that are happening, you know, yeah. across an ocean. And you're always thinking, Oh, how are they gonna at least I'm always trained to think, how are they gonna like come together? And because Vince they don't, Flynn would do that masterfully. Right. And they don't actually ever come together in in the sense of like actually talking but like their their plots do like come together i guess yeah he does this too with the chicago cops right exactly exactly and, um that's also in that's in the first commandment right yeah he does that a few times scott he has a police procedural on the side mm -hmm. like there's yeah. some crooked cop or some cop who's kind of off the deep end but we need them to be crazy to figure something out and ultimately that will siphon or you know filter down to Scott and his crew or one of the analysts who pushes him information that lets him do his job. Wouldn't you say there's a few times that police procedural is the side story and sometimes oh, yeah. it's very yeah. well it's it's weaved in masterfully and sometimes it's like who was that who had the cousin who was a druggie who was married to somebody who knew somebody who worked for a Russian mob who then contact somebody else and like share something and has them go to a house and break in and they find a document like that occasionally happened a few times and, and got a little loose, a little wiggly, but when it's done well, you know, it, it could work. Yeah. And like, well, we have like the Osbeck remember him from yes, yes, the yes. last Patriot, like where's multiple scenes where he's like tracking, you know, someone and that eventually is going to be related to Scott, right? They, they exactly. what they ultimately meet up at that, uh, um, in Annapolis at, at the the war the um the one right. memorial right right I forgot about that Annapolis scene is that yeah. Last Patriot that is the Last Patriot yeah yeah, yeah. okay so Osbeck I remember a few times because another category which maybe we should transition to soon in our superlatives one of them is going to be best supporting cast or like who is one of these allies or side characters that's not with Scott for very long but right. who played a role and was really well written osbeck i again like meg cassidy kind of falls flat in that category there's so many better people padre peo herman the german bullet bob those three names right there are legendary mm. i don't know how you pick a favorite of those three you had somebody like an osbeck you're like what did he do again you know or even no, there was somebody else undercover it's like you don't you can't compete with the Padre Peo, Bullet Bob and Herman the Germans. Yeah, so I wanted to ask you about this. Like, does someone like the Athena team who are more well, one, they had their own book written about them. Like are they, they classified as supporting characters? Because they pop up in a couple of different books. 
outside of, uh, you know, the Athena project. I think so. And they each play different roles. You know, like Riley Turner was very different than Gretchen Casey, who's like the leader, the commander. Rhodes is kind of like the foot soldier of it all. I, I say supporting cast, yes, because there's been a few times the supporting cast was a team like that. Mm-hmm. You know, Bullet Bob's PTSD page, patients right, who helped out and take down. One, yeah. It's like they, a cast. they're only in that book, right? Or Gallo, well, right. besides Tracy, Tra- Tracy is one of the supporting cast who so, continues. Yeah. yeah, so she kind of is a separate character. But then you also have the last. Excuse me, I almost said the last apostle again. The apostle. With Gallagher, right? Doesn't he have a right. team in Afghanistan who Scott mm-hmm. beds with? Baba so, G. Yeah. Baba G, right. At Flower, the local guy, their informant. I feel like there's a couple of times those teams. So maybe it's like best team up with Scott and then best supporting character individual. Mm-hmm. Two separate awards at the Golden Globes, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's good. We need a name for this, like the Oscars, <laughs> the Golden Globes. Yeah, because like Wood is Gary Lawler a supporting character? Is the troll a supporting character? Uh, um, oh, that's because now when you're, t- I'm thinking like that B, B or C class. Yo, B Gary Lawler, class. Nicholas, Carlton. and Reed Carlton are the A team. Mm-hmm. I, w- I would call them the A level supporting characters or secondary characters. They're primary. I mean, primary, secondary ish. I think the names that we're throwing out now are more like there. So Scott is one, Scott is one a they're one B they're one B all the people we just mentioned are twos twos. Yeah. Two a two. And then you had two. Yeah. Yeah. And then you get a C level, which is like some dude who popped up once and doesn't come back two books later. But that like Gallagher doesn't come back at all. Is he a C character? (sighs) That's a good question. I think like a C character is like some like random person. I would classify him more as a B character, but anyways. Yeah, yeah. Like you have like a, like Rick Morell. He's another character I, th- but I thought of. He was around for a bit, though. Mm-hmm. Like in the early days. So I would definitely then, uh, say B character. What was the... Oh, that guy's name. Sean Chase, B character. Right. Vin, oh, what was the, Vinny? Um, Del Vecchio? Was, he, he was oh, one of those. So I wanted to ask you this. In the two hours of preparation for this podcast we didn't mm-hmm. mention once and we are however long into this episode and we didn't say once the name skip motherfucking treywick oh no so i Dude. i wrote down caroline leonard and all the other secret service people that we were first introduced to yeah. in lions right right and that's where we first get a sense for like these kate palmer you know, these b characters yeah, yeah i mean obviously a couple of them come back and you know are attacked right. he, in the first commandment. Um, Don't you want to know what happened to Gordo? Avigliano? Oh, that, that's what that's who you're not, thinking of. Not Del Vecchio. Yeah. I knew it was Italian. It was <laughs> you knew it was Italian. a lot of vowels. You knew there were a lot yeah. of vowels. Yeah. Gordo. Vigliano. I see. I thought he was going to become, and I, I think Brad yeah. was like kind of teasing that he was going to be part of this team. I think so. And then, you know, I just, think he dropped the ball at one point. I think there was some op where you got the hint that he wasn't cut out for it or something like that. And then immediately he was kind of dropped. And, and for a while, let's be honest, didn't you think Gary Lawler evaporated into thin air for a little while? Kind of in that oh, no, late middle stage? There's a lot of books where Gary's not involved at all. And that's when Reed Carlton is coming in, stepping right. into the role. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting how... Well, I think once the OIIA exactly. gets disbanded, yep. 
And I think like the last book we we've heard from Gary was the apostle, right? Cause that was his first mission where he like kind of just goes on his own as a favor for the president. Yeah. Yeah. And then right after that, that's when he gets hired to be a private contractor yeah. and then and fold in this place. So, yeah, yeah. But back, back in the day of lions, didn't you love skip Trawick? Like remember yeah, the no, Scottish no. accent when he, he popped, popped out of the bathroom? He was taking a shit or something, and and Scott's like, "Yeah, where's Skip?" And then you just hear a Scottish accent or something, or we need a doctor, and he comes right. out just shooting shit. Because he he also pops up in Path too, and I think he also pops up in State of the Union. So he's like times. there in the first three books. He's great, you know, thinking that he's going to be, you know, a regular player, but he's not. So early on, though, wouldn't you say he's a B one? He's B tier. Yeah. yeah. And he's so if you had a, out of all of these. Who would you pick as your best supporting character? We're we're starting with that one. Okay, first superlative. Drum roll, please. Goes to supporting character. Mm. Never mind. This is harder than I thought. <laughs> <laughs> Mine's got to be Bullet Bob. I was going to say it. I love that book. Yeah. I love that storyline. If he came his, back one more time, though. His, like, his death is... is it hits hard. Yeah. Um, for me, he's like, he's the best. I I wanted to say him, and then in my mind, I'm like, does he doesn't get a second book? But that's because his story arc is complete, right? So as he's written, he has the arc. It's perfect. I think I'm gonna go with Bullet Bob. I just in the moment. So maybe this is like my honorable mention in the moment because he just came back, Padre Pao. Mm, yeah. I. I just loved the introduction to him, and then I loved his return in Blacklist. So I think between those two, you you can't go wrong. Early on, I would have said Herman the German. I would have said Skip, but I have I to give up to uh, Gretchen Casey. Yeah, honorable mention to the, her. Then you got the Athena. Ladies. If I had to pick all of them, I would I would pick her. I think of the Athena ladies, definitely her. I wasn't sold on Riley Turner. No, she was kind of annoying as a she, love like, interest. Yeah. And she didn't like, like the rest of the, it seemed like there was some no. beef between the, the, the rest of the team. She wasn't a full operator either. She was like, wasn't she like the medic? I mean, I guess she was an operator, but also a doctor. Yeah. But yeah, she, but I guess she felt like she was, she didn't vibe extra because she got to go on these missions with the Carlton group, you know? Yeah. So I, I definitely would say Gretchen Casey there. If we're counting her as this B one kind of tier supporting cast. And absolutely. She's up there too. So I, I think I got to say Bullet Bob, Gretchen Casey, Padre Pao, uh, Herman the German, I wanted to say as well, like I mentioned him before. But again, outside of what is that state of the union? He's only one book. He, oh. There's not much more to him. So when he comes on, he comes on strong. Uh, and the he, Berlin doesn't he come scenes. back. No, wait, doesn't he come back in a second book? Does he? I, maybe he does just have a conversation with somebody. Maybe we haven't gotten to it yet. Well, he comes back that much later, you think? I don't know. We, oh, we, that's a big opportunity, though. That, this that, is the problem. When when we were doing this with Mitch, we were only literally reading the 10 books. It was the only series. It was the we were only doing. series we were doing. And then now that we've thrown in all of those books, all of these, Jack all Carter, of our other Chris books Hart. we're reading, it, everything Bentley. is kind of like just bleeding together. Sorry, guys. And I'm in the middle of Sons of Valor right now, as I know you are, too. So yeah, got yeah. that on my mind. <laughs> I think we picked the right person, though. So. I think you're right. I think you're right. Now, you want to transition to Harvath ladies? Little 
little more fun topic. Okay, 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 okay. I see you. I see you. Well so, endowed. <laughs> well endowed. <laughs> so the ones I picked out were Claudia, Meg, Gretchen, Riley, Tracy, and Alexandra. Those yeah. were the main love interests. There's times where he interacts with other girls, but he's already with like there's the one book um the last patriot there is a girl but he, he he's seeing tracy at the time so like like mm-hmm. i don't count her mm-hmm. um and then there's a series of like state of the U- well i guess alexander is with him when he's still with meg and then like there's another chicken blowback but he's still with kind of still kind of with meg so like i'm not really counting those things but out of everyone those five stuck out to me yeah i think you're right and that alexandra one i think was is the most obscure there like yeah. c or d level she's like a russian asset who pops up in the one with the suitcase nukes and helmet state of the unions state of the unions yeah. state of the union and what's kind of neat is she's out there in the universe i don't think she died in that one of those explosions no. or shootouts so she was she's a russian intelligence officer highly skilled but who hated helmet drager just as much Scott and Gary who wanted to get him. So she she works with Scott. I think that could be a real deep cutback at some point in the future. Yeah. But of this list, obviously, most recently where we're at in the series, Gretchen Casey stands out for sure. And Tracy Hastings was a lot of fun when she was around. I mean, maybe you can question what happened to her and maybe she's the one with the most like sympathy that Scott could have been with and he fell for so damn hard so i think i like, liked her a lot in takedown uh takedown yeah, yeah. yeah. but after yeah. that she kind of like because of what happens her she injury. just falls off a cliff yeah yeah she does and that was hard though like i i enjoyed the writing of Scott and Tracy going through that i think that process was handled very maturely it it just yeah. sucked as a reader you know yeah, um, yeah it's very like it's, it's depressing you know it but was. it's more it made it real like it made yeah. it like as opposed to this meg right where they're or you know you can even think of like other characters we've read where these operators just can't have a life they can't have a wife so they, they exactly. drift apart right yeah so I, I think tracy perhaps as a love interest for scott was probably the most interesting most intriguing and even her background as an eod tech like yeah that was kind of a unique kind of different way. And even being a survivor, you know, and a PTSD patient and how she's brought in with, with that baggage, really cool way for them to interact and work through things and made the relationship real, you know, like a veteran, a, a, vet, a disabled veteran and having to go through that. But I got to say the classic answer here is Claudia Mueller. You go back to Lions of Lucerne. They were a great team up. You loved it off the bat. It was kind of a shame when Meg came into the picture. I think that's yeah. another reason Meg Cassidy is not a fan favorite because she kind of edged out Claudia Mueller for no reason. Um, and it was also kind of cool that Claudia almost was a Scott in that mm-hmm. they couldn't be together because they were both so dedicated to their countries. And to that's have why that, Solby reminds me a lot of Claudia. Right? Yeah, exactly. Oh, I believe it. I believe it for sure. But I liked how Scott had closure with Claudia with like, remember they meet up again and he yep. brings in her, her husband yep. um, and as an operator. So yep. like Scott could have, they could have been together if Scott had just been an operator in Switzerland, right? 
Instead, he's American. They each, I think, to be together, they would have each had to make sacrifices to things mm-hmm. that matter dearly to them. And they both realized it wasn't fair yeah. to, to ask the other to do that because it's something they wouldn't have done themselves. So, yeah, Claudia and Tracy are at the top. I, I give the edge to Claudia just because. I would give it to Claudia, too. Right now, classic. now we have to revisit this list because she's not. Uh, I. Lara is like exactly yeah. Like Lara's my favorite. One. Yeah, Lara's so. a big one. He almost falls for Lara like he did Tracy. Like I was surprised when we read the Tracy Hastings books how much he was talking about mm-hmm. her being the love interest of his life and the person he thinks he found the person. Right, and you know I was like, wow, that's shocking. Knowing what happens later, how does he move on from her? And they did. At least the page time was given to have them separate and go through what they had to go through to separate. Yeah, for sure. It sucked, but yeah. What about best villain? We had some good ones. I, I we yeah. really did. But we also had a lot of shitty ones. Like <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm just kinda like So we had Helmet Dragon State mid- of the Union. Yeah, so like there's not a lot of villains. And again, we're biased here being the original Mitrap boys. There's like, no there's, Hank Clark. There's yeah, no exactly. Hank Clark. Exactly. Or there's no um, Rafik Aziz. You know? There's no Rafik Aziz. Or even um, who's the chief of staff that we hated? Oh, Garrett. Uh, Garrett. Um, Garrett Stevens. Stu, yeah, Garrett. Stu Garrett. Stu Garrett. Stu Garrett. I knew it. <laughs> I'm mixing people <laughs> up. See, I even mix up Mitraps up. So. I mean, it's unfortunate that we have a Stu Garrett, a Hank Clark, and a Rafik Aziz because that is hard to top. And it's just unfortunate. I I don't think the Scott Harvath series so far has sold me on that. The amount Yeah, of- and a, a lot of times there's not a lot of villains that cross over, right, from book yeah. to book. Yeah. There's a lot of like the only ones so far have been standing, but we didn't even see him in the first book, he was kind of like just the shadowy figure controlling Ashford. Right. I I think like that Ashford standing thing was like, they're pretty good. Like I I enjoyed that. I think they, they would have to be at the top of my list, but like a single book villain, you know, I liked Middleton from this last one we read. I thought he was, he was an interesting character. Uh, Aziz Aleem from foreign influence, you know, because he's, the one like actually doing the terror plots take like uh takedown uh has abdul ali like then like their whole um situation so but they're kind of like just like filling you know yeah terrorist villains you know yeah i i think if you're going single book we talked about i gotta go helmet drager just yeah his backstory with gary very different interesting Yeah. yeah We're dealing with the backstory with Gary while we're dealing with Scott and knowing his father and their relationship. And I, yeah, I thought that was good. And I think I'm also going to say if you're going for the bigger villain, not just a single book villain, the Ashford, James Standing, amalgam kind of conspiracy, even Bianchi, the weapons dealer. Oh, right. Cause that's also involved with, with it's, the it's a Athena project. Like that, those, those exactly. three books are all involved. Yeah, yeah. So I don't think I can give it to an individual, but I would say that those three books creating a network of villains, which also leads to Nicholas having to be brought in because he's 
the data broker. So he has connections to each of them and he can uncover the, the connections between them. I think that's a great vehicle to bring in the troll. Yeah. I'm, the amalgam was a pretty cool creation as a villainous entity. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. No, I, I have, I have to give it to that. Yeah. There's also, what did you think of like Adar and the Ari shown or Adar and Yidal and her son? When it all came together, cool. Like going back to it and the silver eyed assassin in path of the assassin was kind of this cool, a little cheap device though. At, at the same time, it, it ended up being cool. I still can't keep up with it. You'd have to do a lot of mental gymnastics to go back and remember who Ari Shone was and who married who and who turned on who. And I forgot Abu Nidal was really who, who was married to Adara Nadal, who was somebody else. It was cool in the moment, but I, it doesn't withstand the test of time. You kind of, it kind of fades. I know I had that all wrong right there. I can't keep up. Yeah, uh, Abu Nidal is her father. Adara Nidal is the daughter and they had a, they had a, a son and a daughter and they thought like the son was in charge, which is actually the daughter was in charge. Oh, that's right. And then she fell in love with this guy in England who happens to be Ari Shone's son. And then they okay. had a son together and he becomes the villain of. That's a cool network then. I remember when that happened and I got it. Like it clicked when I read it. It mm -hmm. worked. It's not <laughs> clicking now for me, but that that's on me. All right. So we'll give it to the Malcolm. Best villain, the Malcolm. But yeah, I know it's kind of like. I don't It's It's hard to say because I, I enjoyed like a lot of these books but the villain like the villains just don't stand out to me maybe that's yeah. by design he just he wants to have a solid story and but yeah it's interesting now yeah. that i like think about him as a whole yeah so if villains are not the strong suit i think what is the strong suit for mr thor is traveling heavy yeah does any chris what stands out to you is like and i'm gonna just say besides Switzerland and line of lions of Lucerne. I know, that was going to be, that was going to be my, 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 my first go-to. I think that's the clear winner. Besides mm -hmm. that, what other traveling heavy segments stand out to you, whether it's a whole book, like the whole compilation of where they go, or just an individual scene that you were transported there. Yeah. I think like when we go like foreign influence to me, cause we go a lot of different places and we're Scott doesn't necessarily go a lot of different places. Cause we, we jump from, like there's the the attack in Rome and then we go to Chicago and then, you know, but then we go and we meet up in this Basque country with Patropeo and like being taken there. Like that was kind of cool. The apostle, even though it's, it's very light on traveling sure. heavy, we don't go a lot of places, but I, sure. I, I felt like the descriptions of Af Afghanistan and like, you know, that kind of stuff was amazing in terms of setting the last Patriot were everywhere in the United, like the North Northwest region, you know, just going yeah. around, uh, you know, looking at different monuments and stuff all the way down to anywhere that Thomas Jefferson touched. Like that was kind of like, that was one of the better parts of that book yeah. was like learning this. I mean, that's why I like those kind of like Indiana Jones style. Yeah. Thanks. I learned stuff and it makes me want to like sit down and Google and read, Oh, is this real? Like, you know, that kind of stuff. So, those adventures are fun when you're in them, but the second you start thinking about them mm, and yeah. like your buy-in, it, it just kind of crumbles a little bit, unfortunately. But yeah, I will. Well, then the whole like the Muhammad, like the finding the, the I was just like kind of the Muhammad, Muhammad's last message or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Those, those I, and I almost miss it. It's funny I say this because 
I almost miss that Brad Thor early on. You could tell he just delighted in those historical fiction kind of nuggets that he could throw in. And I feel like lately we haven't gotten that. But the good news is, while that's missing and that's seriously like, man, that was something cool that he tried and experimented with and it was fun. Didn't make for some really good books. But I feel like he replaced that with the geopolitical uh, angle. Yeah. Whether sure. it's near dark or black ice, honestly, into rising tiger, right? Like that to me is what that grew into. The original, I'm going to play in the history sandbox and kind of get some things wrong, but at least we had fun doing it, became, I'm actually going to put my finger on the geopolitics of it all and get it right mm-hmm. in the current era instead of trying to go back and mess with and make up fake history. Right. So, yeah, that was a fun transition. But Traveling Heavy, I, I would agree with everything you said, but I want to add two New York takedown. Right? Oh, yeah. I was going to say that, too. Whether we're under whatever it was, the Holland yeah. Tunnel uh, or the tunnels, we're going the bridges, Central yeah. Park, the bridges, when uh, Bookbag, the uh, the daughter, uh, the president's daughter is, is oh, hit right, on the bridge right, and taken. Right. No, not Bookbag. Bookbag was – I did this before. That was the president's daughter at West Wing. What's her – Secret Service name here, Blondie Goldilocks, 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 Goldilocks. When Goldilocks is taken, I was like, I was just nodding, like, what, what is book bag? You're gonna, you're gonna tell me. Like, <laughs> I did the same thing when we did take down. I used the code word for the uh, the West, West Wing. You watch the West, too much West, West President, Wing. The President's daughter there, yeah, because um, she gets taken in Georgetown. That's actually a really cool episode. And then the other one I'll shout out, the Athena Project. The no, scene we're in every, Rome, we're everywhere there, not so. Rome, in Venice. The Venice. scene in Venice. I remember feeling like this is Casino Royale, like uh, that scene and they're jumping out the window, getting picked up by the boats. We're see- with the Athena ladies are driving the op because, you know, they needed to use sex to distract this guy and drug him. That was a really freaking banging scene. So you got it with the Apostle in Afghanistan, New York, the Venice op in Athena Project, Brad Thor, you are the master of traveling heavy we're, we're realizing that he can do both globe trotting you know like like lions i mean the one of the best parts about blowback is just him describing probably the only good part about blowback is him describing all the different places that that he goes like to find this handle like to track hannibal right yep or he can be more introspective and super hardcore on a setting and be like isolated in one place like new york like Afghanistan, yeah, yeah, and really give it like Ukraine, and we're not we're not talking about it, but like Ukraine and last book and Deadfall, yeah. yeah, so or Rising Tiger, uh, we went all yeah, over India. India. Yeah, you can almost well. smell, you could like touch and feel and smell the streets of India, yeah, yeah, in that book. I would say there's some growth there as well because a couple of the early books that traveled a little too heavy, mm. they could get tiresome when you were globe trotting to six different continents just because it's cool to do so we've t- i think he's tightened that up a little bit i'd have to give it to lions though yeah lions lions takes the cake there for sure switzerland the chalets the the mountains the cog what uh, railroads everything what do you say chris you want to you want to maybe you want to talk covers and then we can end with our actual list one through 12 yeah what we think I, of the first? I think that's all we have left to do yeah, yeah, and I say twelve books because Athena Project. What is there? Eleven Scott Harvath books, and then Athena. We're including on this list. Yes, correct. Covers. 
we cannot pick the last Patriot. People have heard our thoughts on Lutimo Patriota. We're moving on, Chris. Give me a different cover and or a set of covers that you've just really enjoyed. All right. Let me uh, – we actually have – give a little plug here. Uh, we can go to thrillerpod.com, go to Brad Thor, and you can find all of the covers that Mike so graciously puts together in these little thumbnails. Again, Lion stands out to me with the Lion – like we don't we like when you look at it, it's like what is this? And then when when you find out what that lion is, it's yes. got the you know American flag in it. That definitely sticks out to me. You know, blowback. We got. Should we talk about? I I liked. I actually really liked the 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 covers for blowback. Yeah, I agree. Because because they they actually you know we're doing a judge a book by the cover, judge a cover by the book. They had something to do with it. I, I appreciate that kind of stuff. So uh, what else we got here? We got some generic things. Takedown. I love the, if you're on our website, B Takedown. It's the, I don't know if it's the original paperback cover. Cover B, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. With, yeah. it's got, I like the the black and the red, and you got the New York skyline, the Statue of Liberty, the New York skyline. I don't know, love that cover. Hated how they got rid of I guess no, they have Manhattan in C, but it's like very hard to to like tell. Yeah. You think that's Don't, a communist not, book with that red star? Not a big fan of this new line. No, we're gonna get into like some real um, bad ones later on, but yeah, and it's kind of a shame because I'm looking through these the original paperbacks. I guess those were like the first mass market paperbacks. Mm-hmm. They almost all bang. Like B, cover B. Yeah, it's B for takedown, but I mixed it in because it's I put it as E for the first Lions Path and State oh, of yes, the Union. Yes, yes, yes. It was E on those ones, but then it was cover B for a while. You're right. So I, I mixed that up, but you can clearly see, right? Like it has a style. It's a two-tone, almost a solid background, and then solid text in a very contrasting color. And some shadow on the text, camouflaged into the text of something central to the book. And that's the key. The Statue of Liberty. Yeah. Down. Yeah, Statue of Liberty. There's a lion in Lions. There's yep. like um, a mosque in that plays a big role in Path of the Assassin. Yes. We it have makes sense. the Blowback, the biohazard sign. Sickle. Yeah. And that, that that line of covers is, is banging. Yeah, the hammer and sickle for State of the Union. Those original mass market paperbacks were... Just everything, literally everything you could want. And then, unfortunately, Cover C came along, these new mm. release paperbacks, and they're trash, dude. They're trash. A majority of them just suck. They came up with these dumb symbols, symbols that don't have anything to do with the story. Why make the symbol the through line? Make something from the story the through line. I'm, eh, forget about it. Now, yeah. You can't see it yet. I'm going to update thrillerpod.com. But like Chris said, you see all these covers, everyone pretty much ever produced, including international covers of all Brad Thor's works right here on our page. But I need to update this one because I'm pretty sure it's my winner of best cover in this series, including current books, even ones we haven't read. Really? Full black. Dude, I love the silhouette of that kitted out operator on full black. 
with the with the flames or it's not even flames it's like a sky i just think the design on full black is really oh full black's a good cover and the fact that it's black and the word at the bottom black is all in black but the black is coming through on the other words almost kind of making them hard to decipher which is the point of that book you know sean chase is undercover that's the one with the Uppsala op, right? Yeah, and they go to London where the bombing is, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I re- I really think you get that one gets it right. And this is another one that I think sneaks in. I think this is a sneaky cover for me that 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 pushes itself into the conversation. Look at the Athena project. I I can't get over cover B. I really like cover B. I think we talked about that. I We did. Like, we did because it's different in because it's, it's it's an, obviously a different series uh, you know a side series but I like it a lot. The and it, is that is, is that in Venice? I I don't know. I got to be honest. I, I'm trying to think of how it related to the story. I know when we read the book, we made that connection. I think it's the the doors, like you know, like around there. This is Saint somewhere Mark's. in in Venice. I think it very well could be the those arches that very well could be like a uh, a colonnade around St. Mm-hmm. Mark's Square somewhere. I think it very well could be something about that the composition how it's off centered a little bit, right? It's right. not picture perfect. It's using like that rule of thirds. It's got the Athena project left margin justified towards the bottom. Something about space and the visual layout of that cover. Oh, yeah. I like the left justified. That's interesting. Instead most of centering Most of it. these are, uh, what is that called? Just, uh, uh, center justified? Yeah, exactly. I, there's something about the composition of that book. Looks really good, but. I'm staring couple, at Rising Tiger, and I really like that cover, but we're not talking about Rising Tiger yet. We're not talking Rising Tiger or Deadfall because both of those covers could be up there as well. You're, you are right about that, especially in Rising Tiger, the Jaipur Gates, how the, those mm-hmm. are actual um carved reliefs and deadfall we talked about the statue in ukraine but i would i would say lions of lucerne you're right that would probably hit my three spot if i'm going full black a full black a athena project b lions of lucerne give me a or b they're both just really great right capturing the essence of that book and then everything in the mass market paperback line. Yeah, you could you could you could say that. I I really like Takedown Cover B. I like uh Lions A B or E, yeah. you know, the the mass market paperback or the originals. And I don't know, I I'm I kind of like these State of the Union ones too. Yeah. With the hammers and sickles. I like the ha- I like when they throw in the cuz that obviously that's like pertinent for that so yeah yeah but i i I, for me it's blowback that's my winner yeah i'm with you on that that's a great one one other honorable mention we said this before these indian covers like i said the goa region the maranti uh goa region of india they're banging out some awesome covers because there's a couple of just look for the ones with some sort of hindi script or text and they hit, man. They're they're really good designs. Almost movie poster esque uh, covers. This is a cool page, guys. You should go check out check it out. Even if you just want to look a big snapshot of all the Brad Thor covers, and yeah. we'll, we're going to be putting up our two latest books that we covered. And while you're there, 
go ahead and click the the menu option at the top and go to the Thriller Pod Scorecard tab because Chris, I think it's time to rank these books. Yes, and we're gonna have to have a discussion of how much weight our scorecard score gets versus how the books aged in our mind to this point here here and now. So if you want to see all of our scorecards, every marking that we gave these books along the way, thrillerpod.com, click the scorecard tab, and it opens a Google sheet. I, I will admit might not be the easiest thing to to read and find your way through at first, but it does lay out every score that we've given these books. So Chris, how do you want to do this and rank these books one through 12? Well, I think we should first both give our ranking based on our scorecard but i've always in every time we've done this you know any of the series we i've always reserved the right to you know my list at my top list at a given point is in the moment and it's fluid it can change and i'm not beholden to any previous scores that i might have given a book yeah when we were on it so for me we were going purely off of my scorecard, it would be takedown, state of the union, tied is the apostle and blacklist. We have first commandment, foreign influence, tied then is full black and last patriot. Then we have Athena project and blowback. So you'll notice that we haven't mentioned lions and path because this was before we had our 50 point scorecard and we tried to like just multiply in order to put it on a 50 point scale but it would essentially put lions like in the middle to the low end of the pack for us and that's not that's not right so i i brought it up like maybe should we do this on the pod i think like honestly we could get a whole other pod (laughs) like we 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 could sit down and like sort of revisit those first two books and do our proper scorecard like sit down like 30 minutes each and and do that that pod so uh, we'll do that in the future I think end but, of end of Scott Harvath. I sure. think when we come to a close of covering all the books, we reread Lions. Like I, that has to be our closing. Yeah, salute. that's that's yeah. a nice nice way to do that. Yeah. Lions is a book you can revisit anytime, as many times as possible, and it will always hit. Yep, for sure. Which book do we re- we revisited a book? Uh, oh, Term Limits. We did, we, re- we redid Term Limits. Yes, we went back to do Term Limits again. That's right. That's right. Which I think I would say the exact same thing. It yeah. deserves, it's the bookend. You got to start with it. You got to end with it. Yeah. All right. So that's your list. And I'm not going to go through my total one, but very similar with you score wise, take down, took the cake. Uh, you had state of the union second, but I had the apostle, which I know you like that too. And third, I pretty much had a tie between full black blacklist, our recent books, you know, just mm-hmm. really like them. I had First Commandment up there as well. Interesting. We talked about how that book has done so much. It it was heavy lifting. Then I had State of the Union, followed by Foreign Influence, uh, Athena Project. Yeah, like that one, but it's not going to crack your top five. It's good. It's it's not going to crack your top five. I had Last Patriot and Blowback down at the bottom. Path of the Assassin probably is going to be somewhere bottom dwelling down yeah. there too we don't have a score for it so how do you want to do this you want to do a bottom up yeah i think we get out of the way just blowbacks at the very bottom absolutely yes i'm gonna say path of the assassins down there too with probably last patriot 
it's definitely blowback last patriot like blowback path it's definitely blowback path and then i would i would put last patriot yeah those that's the bottom tier yeah i think you're right kind of a bummer for last patriot but you know yeah the other ones are just too good and then i think rising right above that i would probably put athena project yeah. or do you think it's yeah. you think it's a little bit better than a foreign influence Reed Carlton, uh, Site 451, Padre Peo. No. The London Bike Bombs, Nikki Rodriguez being trapped, Ashford, that's better. Sean that's Chase. better than Athena Project. The Amalgam and the Troll are coming out. Yeah, I, I think we definitely have to put Foreign Influence better than the Athena Project for sure. And and probably middle of the pack. Foreign Influence is yeah, right not, not cracking top five, but it doesn't deserve any lower than that. Yeah. Okay. Where do you think I kind of group these books? First Commandment, State of the Union, as these really good books, very important books. Are they doing a whole lot for the series? Yes. Are they great books on their own, kind of just standing alone? Maybe not. What, what do you think about? Would you? Am I wrong in saying probably State of the Union and First Commandment is the next like tier up? So would you say? I guess we have to answer. First Commandment, State of the Union, are they better than Full Black? Are they worse than Full Black and Blacklist? Oh, Blacklist. Oh, I forgot about those two. I think those two go together in my mind, Full Black and Blacklist. They're both like equally good and pretty darn good. And pretty darn good. But not going to crack your three spot. Or, you know, no. Maybe flirting five spot. I See, I really like State of the Union, though. Yeah, I agree. And it did a, it did a lot. That the, ooh, I think I, I think here is where we put First Commandment for sure. Yeah, First Commandment did a lot, but when you read it, it's just a little clogged up. It's a, it's a little busy, a little heavy. So First Commandment sits right above Foreign Influence. Now do we slot in the blacklist, full black, one-two punch, or is it State of the Union for a little nostalgia? Little Herman the German, old Berlin scenes, Madam of the Night. We didn't even talk. Yeah. Dude, who the fuck is Alice? Was, was that State of the Alice. Union? Yeah, that was State of the Union. That was a fun ride. And coming off I of think, Path of the Assassin, we needed State of the Union to be good. And I think was. State of the Union is above full black and blacklist. I think I you don't might know. Be right. I don't know. That's a tough call. That's I think you might be right. Blacklist Helmut Drager, really Gary though. Lawler, Meg Meg uh Let me see. What was full black? Full black was Sean Chase. James Ralston. Ending. That got really weird. The Ralston. It's like the Solomon. conclusion to the amalgam. Yeah, no, I think State of the Union's better than it. Yeah, I think I'm going. I'm, I'm, I'm going full black there. Full black next because Blacklist is better than it. Yes, but yes. State of the Union's better than that. Yeah. So working our way up from Athena Project, Foreign Influence, First Commandment. Next is Full Black because it wasn't the best of these three. Blacklist because it was slightly better than Full Black, and then State of the Union because it was it was a fun ride of early Brad days. And it was yeah. just a good novel. Yeah. Yeah. Which leaves right. the heavy hitters. Yes. So what do we have left? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. We have nine. And there the are. Project. Use foreign one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. There's eleven books. Blacklist full so black. We have two left. We basically just have Lions, The Apostle, and Takedown. And we we both, I mean, can we just say it? 
Lions is getting the first spot. Yeah. It's classic. Lions is, is my number one book. Do you remember that skiing scene when they're, yeah. he's trying to save the president's daughter in that igloo, that makeshift igloo, and he's barely maneuvering around. His back's broken. Her back's broken. He can't, he can't move her neck. Oh, he when, he, when, he, when he uh, like uses like the, like the thing to, uh, like the, the A-frame of the backpack. He, no, it doesn't stretcher. he? Yeah, yeah, but he 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 like deploys like this thing to protect them. Like a, it blows up, like in order to like save them from the avalanche. Remember that? Yeah. After he hides behind, he like gets them behind the rocks. Right. Right. right then right, he does right. that, and then he pokes the like the ski pole through to make an air hole. Right. 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 Dude, he's like MacGyvering that thing. I remember he he tracks it's like he finds like the Nestle chocolate in. When he when he goes to that Mormon yes. house where the yes. where the he's like yeah he's he's like MacGyver indie it's everything Mission Impossible that book is amazing and it it just you would think it wouldn't work but it does yeah you know then they're climbing that mountain remember they scale the mountain oh right and Claudia Mueller's grandfather would talk to her about like World War II history and the Swiss like munitions depot and she's mm-hmm. like. They weren't building these railways for people to go up and look at the vistas and the viewpoints. Why would they need railways built to carry, you know, heavy munitions? It was because they were bunkers. They were building bunkers right. and the right. railways carried it. Yeah. So we get a little bit of that fun Brad Thor history detective guy. At the same time, we're getting a believable story of Scott and how he can operate with his training and his SEAL background and his a secret service uh, detail. And and then we're getting Kate Palmer, Carolyn Leonard, all of his crew. That book hits on many levels and that book withstands the test of time. Yeah, for sure. Dude, we haven't even said Lucerne, like the city of Lucerne traveling heavy. That could have been up there. Mm-hmm. When they're going across the bridge, the Kappelbrücke, the wooden bridge. Yeah. And, and there's, there's a shootout. There's a giant shootout. Scott falls in the water. Yeah, dude. Claudia saves him, pick, picks mm-hmm. him out of the water and warms him up. Fucking A. That's book number that's, one, baby. That's, that's definitely book number one. All right. So now we have to decide between two and three. And I think we have Takedown and The Apostle. For me, both very near and dear to my heart. Yeah. But I think Takedown just edges out The Apostle a little bit. What really? You? Okay. You're the opposite. I knew you were going to be the opposite. You were singing the praises of The Apostle earlier and on another pod. But I hear you. You were also very high on Takedown when we read it. I- Unfortunately, it comes down to, I think, one small thing. Takedown got interrupted by a little bit of silliness in there with like some motorcycle gang at one point. And they rob a storefront. And then there was a horse going down Central Park. And he just somebody takes a horse like down the avenue. Oh, no. It's just they, uh, they steal a horse from a, from a cot, like a mounted patrol. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that was cool and all, but there were a few things in there that just get a little out of hand. There was some strange motorcycle something. It was like a motorcycle brigade or something. A bunch of brigands. I think that minor, minor gripe I had with that book has to knock it below the apostle. That's a tough call, though. That's that tough. is a tough stuff. Which of these top five remain top five when we finish the series? Definitely Lions. Mm-hmm. probably apostle and takedown depending if you put it first or second state of the union i think might have a tough time holding on to its five spot but it could 
And I think Blacklist just gets bumped down a little bit in the end, probably to like an eight or a nine. I, don't, I feel like, do I want to switch Blacklist with State of the Union? Herman the German, dude. I know. I know. I'm comfortable with like our bottom, like Blowback, Path, Patriot. That was easier. The ones that missed, yeah, it was uh, easier. Then do. like when you put in Athena Project, Foreign Influence, First Commandment, Full Black, yeah, we have to put them in some order, but they're all kind of like, Solid, just but grouped together, you know, not not cream of the crop, but not the bottom. Yeah, blacklist. Yeah, I'm, I'm I stand by this. So we literally have the same exact list, just swap two and three. Yeah, I have takedown. You have the apostle at two. There it is, halfway there it is. through, halfway gone. Boom, baby. All right, so next time on the pod, we're gonna be covering tier one, baby. Let's do Get it. Get a little Sons of Valor. Yes, sir. I got to post our reading list. I've had it ready for a, a little while now. Just haven't gotten over that hump to posting it. But we are going to post our reading list for the first half of 2024 and get ready. Andrews and Wilson, Sons of Valor. A little bit of Don Bentley sprinkled in there to get ready for rap and the, and the next rap verse book. We'll come back to Brad Thor a little later on and we'll squeeze in some gems like I.S. Berry and the Peacock and the Sparrow. Hopefully a little TJ Newman with falling and drowning as well. So busy times ahead. Busy times. Well, it was fun to talk about this, reflect on our it first was. part on uh, Scott Arvath. Thanks for, uh, thanks for doing this with me, Mike. Hey, no, thank you, Chris. You came up with a great format for this. Uh, I loved your idea to bring back the superlatives from like we did on our Mitch Rat Pod reflective episodes and really had a good time. I was, I was glad we got to go down this rabbit hole. Yeah. Speaking of thinking, I need to thank our patrons, our special operator, Sherry F., our special agents, Daryl, Kevin, George, Ben, Matt, Dawn, Peggy, Ray, Bridget, and Mark. Please subscribe, rate, and review to all three seasons of No Limits using Apple Podcast or Spotify. Give us those five stars. You can find us online at thrillerpod.com or user, using Twitter or Instagram at thrillerpodcast. And as always, just let Thor be Thor. <laughs>